ओम ज्ञान निरंधस्ञान Anyone behaving like Ajahnil will be considered quite a, you know, decent, normal. He dumped his wife and picked up some offenses. A drunkard, a meat eater, did a little cheating and stealing here and there. And they must go one way. You've got to maintain your family. <laughs> But according to the Vedic standard, he's uh, fallen massive. Of course, you're preaching in the world and uh, distributing these books in which people... They're reading well. Actually, I'm a sinful rascal, according to this, and some people don't like that. But actually, there is a standard of correct behavior. Modern society is based on humanistic values, not divine values. So humanistic values, they may shift according to each human, whereas divine values are given by God. And they remain the same either in any age, in any part of the universe. They are the, the standards given by God are the absolute standard, the proper standard for human beings. Which means that according to the standards given by God, as presented in Shastra, that one should not behave like Ajamil previously. In modern, in modern society, people who think themselves ethical, they... agree that we should act according to moral principles. But because their society is devoid of a sense of surrender to God, therefore their moral principles are ultimately based on sense gratification. Ajamiel fell down because of attraction to a shameless woman who was publicly kissing a shameless rascal. They were both drunk and she was exhibiting parts of her body. So this is most uh, abominable behavior. But in modern society, it's considered quite normal. I was coming on a flight yesterday, and uh, several of the respectable gentlemen, businessmen on the plane, were completely, uh, not completely, but at least well drunk. They're <laughs> all interesting in suits and very nicely, with their briefcases, which they kept on dropping because they couldn't hold them properly. <laughs> So these were, these are, it's considered quite normal behavior of the upper crust of society, the upper section of society. So, uh, people think, well, this is, okay, this is acceptable. This is normal Russian behavior or American behavior or whatever. But people don't know that they will get a reaction from this. What is sinful then? Just like Ajamil, he was living what he thought was a very happy life. When all of a sudden he saw the Yamadutta has come to take him away to the next phase of his life, which wasn't going to be very happy. So Jamil could have protested, it's not fair. I didn't do anything wrong. A little cheating and stealing and bluffing and blackmailing here and there, but you know, that's not. And you know, I dropped one wife and picked up this prostitute, but what's the problem? You know, one woman is the same as another. However, Yamaraj doesn't When he discusses with the persons brought him for punishment, he doesn't discuss with them on the basis of what do you think are moral principles? 
Однако Mayapur for the 
festival. And at that time, America had, I think that very day the news came that they'd completely smashed the Iraqis and driven them out of Kuwait. I saw one devotee from America who had been listening to the radio and he was very happily saying, we smashed them, we finished them up. That very strong tendency to identify with the land of our birth becomes even stronger when there's a fight. So devotees, those who are studying Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavata, they are supposed to think and act on the platform of knowledge. Just like here, Ajamil is speaking about becoming Sarvabhuta Suhrit, the very good friend of every human being. That is possible when one gives out the concept of identifying with the body. When one identifies with the body, then he thinks that he, he takes others to be competitors for the resources which can be enjoyed by the body. But when one gives up the sense of identification with the body, then he's not captured by the many different tricks of Maya which begin with identification. Particularly when one identifies with the body, then he desires to enjoy other bodies. Then he becomes entangled by Maya in the form of a woman, Yoshit Maya. It's actually a great foolishness. One who sees from the platform of knowledge can see that this is, it's actually ridiculous. But people who don't have uh, spiritual knowledge, even they may be very intelligent from a material point of view, they act very foolishly being impelled by lust. Yesterday, even in giving class here in the temple, and there was, there was some uh, particularly lusty young woman in the temple room. I don't know how she wanted to do that. You were giving Yeah, I was giving the class. Did you the class? Yeah. And you could see she had this whole every movement of looking, just thinking, who's going to look at me? Her whole consciousness is just, uh, how can I attract not even somebody, but everybody? It looks uh, particularly out of place uh, being in the, among all the devotees. So here it said that uh, Ajamya is saying that one becomes like a controlled animal when he becomes uh, subject, when, when he becomes, when he accepts lusty desires. Now he's looking back at his previous life and realizing how abominable he was, how fallen I was. He couldn't see that previously. Now by the grace of the Vishnu Dutas, he can see what was his position. He can see that which position he would actually like to attain to. Here the words are mentioned, bandham, avidya, karma, bondage, ignorance, lust. And this, these, uh, these three terms, they all go together. And one is bound up in this material world due to ignorance, which manifests as lusty desires. Then the next word, karma, then one becomes involved in activities to try to satisfy those material desires. And so the cycle goes on. Due to material desires, one performs uh, materialistic activities. And everything, anyone in material consciousness does, everything he sees, everything he touches, feels, tastes, smells, every impression that makes what is called a samskar, like an impression in his consciousness. Samskar. So that all accumulates in his consciousness. And the way he, the, the accumulated effect of these samskars, that makes what is called his 
vritti, which means his his whole outlook on life. And then, according to the vritti, there are so many vasanas or so many desires, huge stockpile of desires deep in the consciousness, which come out one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. Haya maya das karinana obhila shalom becomes a servant of maya, then he has many, 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 many desires to fulfill. So when he's trying to fulfill his desires, again he acts in certain ways, and he interacts with this material world, and again sees, touches, feels, tastes, smells, and hears, and again more and more impressions <coughs> are stored up in his heart. And so one's consciousness is uh, affected even from impressions which are which may have been made many, many lives previously. So it's like an unending cycle. And how to break it, what to do. It's like the Gaudian knot. You know that story? Alexander the Great knot. And he said, whoever can untie this will conquer. Whoever can open this will break it and conquer the world. So many people came, they couldn't do it. A young boy, Alexander, came, cut his sword and cut it. So that's the only way. That's stated in detail also. He said that Nirmana Mohadi the son of the Shah. Hmm? Then <coughs> Ah, this is it, yes. It's describing the tree of the material world, which is so complex. No one can find out, no one can define, properly define this tree of the material world. No one can find the beginning or the end or the middle or anything. So one should cut this tree of material attachment at its very root. Cut it with the sword of detachment. When one realizes that uh, there's, there's nothing of any value for me in this material world, simply it is a place of suffering, and then one becomes uh, renounced from the desire to enjoy this material world. Then one cuts the tree of ignorance, desire at the very root. Of course, the root is very strong and very thick, so our sword has to be very sharp, and we may have to hack away many times. Termination, even then, maya is very difficult to overcome. So we have to take help from Krishna and Balaram, become detached from this material world. Even by intelligence, one can understand 
that this material world is, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, no better than a hall into which people pass through, which is a very apt description. So one may understand this, but nevertheless, you're attracted to stool. You see, the flies are attracted to stool. So it's like that. We, we read in Bhagavatam, yes, now I see, I'm just like a pet dog, which is a pet dog, which is carried around by man. But then uh, again, we think, well, playing with Maya is not so bad. Fun, actually. So it's difficult to get free from man. So only by the uh, very strong determination can we become free. Sometimes, uh, you see, it's just like there are uh, intense suffering. Sometimes that is arranged by Maya just to help people to wake up from their ignorance. We find in Srila Prabhupada's early Bhaktivedanta magazine, Prabhupada commenting how at the end of the Second World War, uh, many people in the Western countries were saying, are asking, where did we go wrong? We forgot God. We have to turn back to God. Of course, it didn't take them very long after the end of the Second World War to forget about going back to God. But uh, great material suffering, that can be seen also as a gift of Maya to help us to wake up. Just like Ajamil, he got a great shock and he got the chance to go back and become purified. So that was Lord Vishnu's great mercy on him. Maya also means mercy. Maya is also mother. So the punishments of Maya, they are actually like the punishments of a mother. They may be quite severe, but they are meant to wake us up to our real consciousness. A devotee should see everything in this world through the eyes of Shastra. They understand that suffering and calamities and even great uh, international wars, it's all simply the play of Maya. Especially in these modern wars between demons, no one is actually right and no, or wrong, and they're both wrong. They are both instrumental in inflicting uh, sinful, the, the results of sinful activities on each other and on themselves. The devotees should also know that actually nothing can be solved by such fighting. But the real solution is to bring people to the platform of Krishna consciousness. The devotee knows that as long as people are not Krishna conscious, then they must suffer in various ways and inflict suffering on others due to envy. Therefore, the devotees, they know that the real solution to the world's problems is not this adjustment or that adjustment or killing that person or fighting this war, but chanting Hare Krishna, spreading the chanting Hare Krishna. The devotee doesn't hate any party in any conflict, but he is Sarva-bhuta suhrit, he is friend to all living beings, and he therefore tries to spread Krishna consciousness to all living beings. Robert clearly states here, one who is interested in his own salvation is not as advanced in Krishna consciousness as one who feels compassion for others and therefore propagates the Krishna consciousness movement. So we should always remember that. I see among uh, many devotees in Russia there is a, a strong desire to become advanced in Krishna consciousness. Devotees have uh, many questions related to their personal advancement, which is valuable. We congratulate you for, for your sincere desire to advance in Krishna consciousness and ask that what's also being imbued with such a mood. 
However, we should remember that our movement is not simply meant for our own advancement, but it's meant for spreading Christian consciousness to others also. And if we want to be advanced, then we should take up the activities of preaching, which Prabhupada states here is the other activities of advanced devotees. Prayena Deva Maniyos Spavimukti Kama Monam Chalanti Vijane Naparata Nishtaha Naitan Vihaya Vimuksho Naitan Vihaya Vimuksho Naitan Vihaya I must say that. Anyway, this is a verse which Prabhupada often quoted. There are many saintly persons indeed who are simply interested in their own spiritual advancement, their own liberation, and who therefore go to the hills and forests for meditation, and following vows and silence. They are not interested in the welfare of others. Naparartha Nishtha. But Prahlad Maharaj said, I am uh, not in the same room. I am interested in the uh, delivering the fools and rascals, Maya I'm interested in saving the fools and rascals who yes. are simply uh, suffering in material life. So if we want to become advanced in spiritual life, we should definitely study these books, understand what is the situation, study the, uh, follow the principles of Sadhana avoid material life. Избегать материальной жизни. Some of the businessmen and women who were drunk came and took some prasad from us and asked so many questions. So we can understand there's a good scope for spreading Krishna consciousness. We should try to do so. We should understand that these uh, descriptions in the Bhagavatam, they're not simply uh, fictitious. They're not fictitious, they're factual. Shukadeva Goswami is narrating the story of Ajamil in reply to Parikshit Maharaj's compassionate query about the fate of the living beings who had to go to hell as described in the end of the fifth canto. So it is a fact that people have to suffer hellish punishments, maybe uh, as a result of terrorist attack or maybe they'll be under the American bombs that get dropped. Or maybe they will lead a peaceful life and peacefully die in bed and then go to see Yamara. But it is a fact that everyone in this modern, practically everyone is very simple and everyone has to suffer. So devotees should do whatever they can do to deliver Krishna consciousness to others. You see, Prabhupada's mood was so intense, how much he was uh, stressing that we have to preach, we have to produce books, distribute books, open new centers. Prabhupada was preaching so strongly, using language of fools, rascals, asses, dogs, cats, nonsense, because he wanted to wake people up from their ignorance before it was too late. Once we leave this human body, then it may be many, 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 many lifetimes before we again get the chance. 
even in, a, even in the apparent peaceful time, peace time, Prabhupada saw there is a great emergency. The emergency is that every day so many thousands of people are going to Yamaha. Prabhupada was himself pushing himself and pushing his disciples. You have to preach this Krishna consciousness. It's, uh, Arun Maharaj, although he's in a different situation now, he told the story of how Prabhupada forced him to go to Russia. He was trying to make so many excuses. He said, well, they won't have to make so many excuses. He said, well,